podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. This is a match day recap where we look at all the top point scorers and key talking points from game week 19 so far. We're recording this one before the Newcastle-Southampton game in the EFL Cup. So this is just going to be the weekend's Premier League action for this episode. So we'll start with Arsenal versus Manchester United, which finished 3-2 to Milo Arsenal. And Eddie Ketia got the star man in this game with two goals and an 8.6 rating. He's really filled in quite well for Gabriel Jesus since he's been out injured. And he's on six goals so far since the restart. So six goals in six games, which is really impressive, to be honest. Um, but it was Rashford who got the first goal in this game. It was an absolute belter as well from distance. Um, so he's on 17 goals and five assists so far. And to be honest, he was unplayable in that first half. He was causing Ben White so many problems. Ben White actually took a, uh, a booking after the goal, which was pretty much just frustration. Um, and then he had to be subbed off at half time because, to be honest, if he stayed on the pitch, I thought he would have got sent off. Uh, so Tommy Asu come on and replaced him. Um, he actually went on to get an assist, but we'll, we'll carry on with the goal scorers. Um, so Rashford got his goal. Then obviously Eddie Nketiah got the two. That was Arsenal's first goal and the winner. But Bakayo Saka came back with a really good finish. Um, it was almost like, whatever you can do, I can do better, really, with Saka. So he had a belter from um, the right-hand side, straight past David De Gea. And he's on eight goals, eight assists so far for the season. And to be honest, I thought he was unlucky not to get the star man in this game because he was absolutely brilliant. But that last-minute winner from Eddie Nketiah pretty much tipped it in his favour. Um, the other goal was quite surprising. It came from Martinez, um, the centre-back from Man United. Um, that was his first attacking return he's got for Man United since joining them. Um, so he finished with an 8 rating, which was pretty good. Great header. Um, and the assists came from Granit Xhaka. So he's on four goals and five assists so far, which is pretty impressive. And then Tommy Asu, who came on for Ben White, um, he got an assist too. Uh, Bruno Fernandes did get an assist for the Rashford goal, but it was a really... Uh, Really quite easy one. He didn't really do much. He just gave the ball to Rashford and Rashford done the rest. But still goes down as an assist. But only two points for Bruno Fernandes in this game and a 6.8 rating. Um, ratings went to Marcus Rashford, Martinez. Wan-Bissaka again got another rating. I think that could be three ratings in a row now. Um, he was at fault for the last goal. Finished up with one point though still. Um, so that's not too bad if you've got him. Um, McTominay got a rating. Niketia, Xhaka, Saka, Party, and Tomiyasu. Um, the only other things to mention, really, I thought about Veghorst. Um, he started this game, and I thought that he probably was going to be a lot more inf influential in this game um, and cause Arsenal some problems, but he really didn't do much. Um, and then Trossard as well, he made his debut for Arsenal. He looked fairly good, didn't have that much involvement. It was quite late on in the game, um, but these are two people that we might want to look out for a bit further down the line. Uh, Martinelli struggled a little bit recently. He was quite good in the first half, but he was the one to go off. Um, when Trossard come on. So it is a sign that there might be a bit of rotation there uh, with some of the forwards. But at the moment, the form that Jacques, uh, the form that Saka's in and Eddie Nketiah, I think it's going to be Gabriel Martinelli that is the one that's rotated more regularly. One last thing to mention as well, which I forgot. Um, that's Arsenal's um, suspensions all cleared now. So you had Saliba, you had Saka and you had... Um, Gabriel all on one four yellow cards so they were close to getting suspended but they all came out the other side of this game so that's refreshed and you haven't got to worry about suspensions now for those players then we go on to Man City versus Wolves and this one finished 3-0 to Man City and Erling Haaland got another hat-trick and that was his fourth hat-trick of the season as well so 28 points for him 28 points is ridiculous but it just isn't even surprising anymore with Haaland after getting four already um, I think I saw that he was the quickest person to 
um, reached four hat-tricks now, and that was past uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy, I believe the stat was. Uh, but he's on 31 goals so far for the season, which is absolutely ridiculous. And after he got that hat-trick, so he got his last goal in the uh, 54th minute, um, and he got subbed off in the 60th minute, which is quite funny. It was job done, obviously, but it almost seems like he's getting punished for scoring so many goals. But you can understand why they want to protect him. Um, the assists in this game come from Kevin De Bruyne. Um, he's now uh, joint with the top most ratings and he has 17 assists for the season, which is pretty impressive as well. But makes it a little bit less impressive when you've got someone like Haaland up front. But yes, yeah, still 17 is a ridiculous amount. Um, then you have Riyad Mahrez in midfield. So um, he got an assist in this game as well. So he's on six goals and three assists so far since the restart um, and 10 goals, four assists so far for the whole season. Um, so he's on a real good run of form at the minute, Riyad Mahrez. One of the best people you could have brought in from the restart, in my opinion. Um, so he finished with five points as well as De Bruyne uh, and a 7.5 rating. Um, he did actually score a goal and it was really close, um, but ruled out for offside by VAR. Um, and then Gundogan, he got an assist in this game, but he really did miss a sitter. So you'd be disappointed if you had him in your team. Um, as for ratings, um, you had Laporte, Stones... Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne, Grealish, Gundogan, Mares, Rodri, and Erling Haaland, and the clean sheet points for most of the defend well for the defenders of Man City. Um, and one person just to mention because I've got him in my team, and a few people did go for him as a cheap option. You had Rico Lewis. He didn't get a rating in this game. He finished on a six point six, and he went off at half time. Um, but it didn't seem like it was anything to be too concerned about. Um, Pep sort of mentioned slightly it was to do with the opposition um, and they were causing a bit of trouble so it seemed like it might have been tactical and I do think he'll probably will start or be involved in the following games. Aki was quite unlucky um, he got 6.99 rating and Akanji got 6.8 so you'd be quite gutted if he had either of those but I think you'll take the five points with Man City at this point. Then I'm going to go on to Leicester versus Brighton, which finished 2-2. And it was Mitoma that got the star man in this one with 13 points. He's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, a really great finish from him. Bent right into the far top right corner. Um, and he might have even got an assist as well as the goal in this game. He played a lovely pass through to uh, Solly March, who's been a great goal scoring form. But probably one of the worst misses of the season. Uh, March absolutely skied it over the bar. So... Yeah, you could have almost had an extra return if you had Matoma in your team. Um, I've got him and I've brought him in since the restart and he's been absolutely brilliant so far. Um, one of the other players that played really well for Brighton actually was uh, Esther Pinion. And if you've been watching this for a while, I brought in Esther Pinion quite a while ago um, for Brighton because after watching the World Cup, I thought he'd been really, really quite impressive. Um, their defence hadn't been very solid, so I did end up moving him out of the team. But he went on to get two assists in this game, which is pretty impressive. So he got six points and a 7.1 rating, whereas all the other Brighton defenders finished on a minus one. So it's good performance from him. Um, then Ferguson for Brighton as well. So he's uh, he grabbed a goal in this game, and now he's on three goals and two assists for the season. Uh, a seven rating and eight points for him. And yeah, he's been really good since he came in as well. It was actually Danny Welbeck that started this game, but Ferguson come on and grabbed the goal in this one. Then from Leicester, um, it was all Brighton got one of the goals. And then Harvey Barnes finally grabbed a goal. Um, he was someone that looked like he could be quite a good player to bring in for this run for Leicester. But he hasn't scored since before the World Cup. Um, and it was his seventh goal of the season. So he was doing quite well before the World Cup. But it's been quite a barren spell for him. But back on the score sheet. Um, and then, yeah, as I, I mentioned, back onto Estepinion. Um, so 
he got two assists in this one, and now he's actually up to five assists for the season, which is the same amount of assists as Kieran Trippier, which is quite surprising. Real Trippier's been getting a lot of star mans and plus sevens, but you always do have Trippier down as someone that grabs a load of assists. But Estepinion has the same amount of assists him now. Um, he's got a bit of catching up to do with the ratings, but I thought that was quite impressive. Um, if you're interested, Robertson is the player that has the most assists so far this season with seven. So just two more than Estepinion and Kieran Trippier. Um, and as it goes for ratings, not very many in this game. It was only the players that got attacking returns that got... Um, any rating points in this one. Then we're going to go on to Fulham versus Spurs, and it finished 1 0 to Spurs with Harry Kane getting the only goal of the game and the Star Man Award. Um, so he's on 18 goals, four assists, and four Star Mans for the season now. Um, I did think he'd have more than four Star Mans actually, to be honest, for the season so far, um, but Spurs haven't been great, so it might be more to do with um, the team as a whole, to be honest. Um, but it was quite close actually. Harry Kane got the Star Man, but he actually finished on exactly the same rating as Eric Dyer, um, but it just swung in Harry Kane's favour. Um, so Harry Kane came with the Star Man Award. Um, the goal scorer, obviously, Harry Kane. Um, he's doing quite well at the minute. I think he's probably the third best option up front. So I'd say it's Harden, still Rashford. And then it was, in my opinion, between Salah and Kane. But I had a little look at the points um, just since the restart. I think the restart's the easiest place to look to find this sort of thing out to see how people are doing for form. Um, and Harry Kane's got 55 points since the restart. And Salah's down on 31 points since the restart. So Kane's clearly having a bit of a better time at the minute than Mohamed Salah. Um, the assist come from Son, who again himself hasn't been up to his usual standards. He got the assist in this game, but he didn't get a rating and he got a yellow card. So, um, and I thought that was quite a, quite a bad yellow, to be honest. I thought he was quite lucky, but he finished up on one point, which is uh, pretty disappointing if you get an attack in return. But again, I don't think many people would have Son in their team at the minute because he just hasn't been performing this season. Um as for ratings, the full Spurs backline ended up with ratings, and it was Hoiberg and Kane who got the ratings as well. Um, Hoiberg does chip along quite nicely, actually, so three points for him. He's doing fairly well in that midfield for them. Uh, one other thing to note from the Fulham side of things, Mitrovic looked like he got an ankle injury, um, and I think I read that it was the same ankle that he'd hurt before the World Cup and kept him out for a little while. So you might be concerned if you had Mitrovic in your team as a bit of a dif differential. Um, he might be out for some time, but I'll have to wait and see how, how that one goes. Then on to Crystal Palace versus Newcastle, which finished 0-0. And surprise, surprise, it was Kieran Trippier that got the star man. Uh, his seventh star man of the season. Uh, he's had 19 ratings in 25 games as well. So, again, it's been a ridiculous season for Kieran Trippier. One of the best defenders, uh, one of the best players on Dream Team by far, to be honest, behind Haaland. Um, and I imagine he's in most people's team at this point. But I saw an absolutely ridiculous stat as well um, about this game. So surprisingly, it finished 0-0. Um, but a stat that I heard on Talk Sport and then uh, I brought up here just to read it out. Kieran Trippier created eight chances against Crystal Palace, the most by any defender in a Premier League game since December 2012. So for 11 years, um, that's the most... Chances created by any defender, which is pretty ridiculous. So that star man is pretty warranted in this game. Sometimes we're not sure whether he deserved it, but an 8.6 rating. He was far um, ahead of anyone in this game. So star man again for Trippier. As for ratings, Botman got one. 
Fabian Scheer and Kieran Trippier. But there was nothing for Nick Pope or Dan Byrne. Um, Longstaff was the other player from Newcastle to get one. And then Guaita, Gehi, Mitchell, Richards and Eze from Palace got one. Zaha went off in this game with an injury. It looked like a hamstring injury, so he could be out for a while. Um, and no ratings or returns from Almiron was quite a key talking point. Um, he's been a bit on and off at the minute so yeah I think a lot of people might be looking to move him on it depends how he gets on in midweek the goals have dried up a little bit for Newcastle lately um, they've had a few goalless um, games so the defence is still going strong so that's a bonus but really it is looking like the defence are the people to target and then as for Almiron I potentially might look to move him on in the near future uh, but Newcastle have got the game against Southampton which is tonight um, so we'll see how they get on this one before we make any decisions. If you're enjoying this video so far, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel for more Sun Dreams In content. And if you're listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. Um, but then we'll go on to Liverpool versus Chelsea. And actually, this was one of the most boring games of the weekend. It did seem like both teams just didn't want to lose this one. So nil-nil and Thiago Silva was the star man in this game. He's actually the fifth highest defender on the game and he's probably been one of the best players for Chelsea this season. Um, so he finished with a 7.8 rating. Um, as for ratings, as there were no goal scorers and no assisters, um, the Liverpool defence... Um, everyone but Trent and Robertson got a rating. Um, it was actually James Milner who started at right back um, for Liverpool and Trent Alexander-Arnold come on a little bit later. And as for Chelsea, um, Kepa got 8 points, 7.7 .7 rating. He made some good saves. Uh, nothing for Cesar Azpilicueta. Thiago Silva, obviously star man. Kukurella got a rating. Chalaba didn't. He got a booking and finished with 4. And Badia Shil, um, he got a 7.2 rating and finished with 8 points. And I noticed actually he'd been added to the game. Uh, he's 3.8 million. And I thought that seemed quite high actually. If you compare that to say Kukurella who was in at sort of 3 million. Um, I was quite surprised to see Badia Shield that high. Um, obviously, he must have started at 4 million and dropped to 3.8. But he has been performing pretty well for Chelsea. So someone to keep an eye on. But I still don't think Chelsea are really someone that I'm going to be targeting at this point. Um, Kepper, I mentioned he had a good game and he was close to star man. I think he's probably one of the most va uh, value picks from Chelsea at the moment. Um, and he's nailed as well. So with a lot of the defenders, there's a lot of options for Chelsea. Um, but I think Kepper is looking probably like the best option you could choose. One other thing to mention was Mudrik came on in the second half and made his debut. And he did look quite dangerous, to be honest. Uh, I was a bit gutted to see it because I'm an Arsenal fan. And we thought we had that one tied up. But he went to uh, he went to Chelsea and he did look really, really dangerous. Really quick, really silky. Um, the only thing I would say is that he was up against James Milner, who was making a start from right back, which he doesn't usually start in that position that often. Um, and he was running him ragged, to be honest. And they made the change and brought on um, Trent. Um, had a few good chances, but I think I would still wait and see how he does, because as dangerous as he did look, you're not really getting the points unless you are scoring goals or getting assists. And I don't think historically he's scored or assisted that many goals so far. He's still quite young and early into his career. So I think I'll wait and see how he gets on before bringing him into my team. But that 3.5 price point is fairly appealing. Then the only other thing really to note from this game is like Liverpool and Chelsea uh, both have back-to-back -back clean sheets now. So both teams have been a bit shaky. Um, but I think they'll be happy to come out of this one with an extra clean sheet. And they can build from that. So yeah, I think they'll be fairly happy to come out of it. 
Um, I don't think either of the defences were particularly impressive. I honestly think it was more down to both um, attacks being a little bit poor. Um, Cody Gakpo was rubbish again. Um, he's not had a great start, to be honest. Um, Darwin Nunes didn't start, but came on. He wasn't overly great. So, yeah, I think both teams still need to um, get a bit better going forward. But they'll take the positives that their defences are a bit more shored up. Then on to West Ham versus Everton, which finished 2-0 to West Ham. And Jared Bowen got the star man in this one. He's back on goal-scoring form. So he's got two goals and 18 points from this game. Um, actually, he's got seven goals for the season so far. So I'm wondering whether he could go on a run like a bit like last season where he was banging in the goals. Um, I wouldn't bring him in at this point, but maybe this could uh, help him along with a bit more confidence. Um, but still, I think... We'd avoid West Ham for the moment because they haven't been great. Um, Everton, they've been equally as bad as West Ham recently. And Frank Lampard's now been sacked. So I'm not sure who they're going to get in. Um, but we'll wait and see. But their fixtures are pretty difficult. I did have a look and see um, who they were facing because there might be a new manager bounce or something like that coming. But when I did look, it wasn't good. I think it was Arsenal and I think it was Man City. No apologies, it's Arsenal, followed by Liverpool, then Leeds, Villa and Forest. So it gets a little bit better, but Arsenal and Liverpool, probably not two very good games for a new manager to come in. The league uh, league leaders and then a derby with Liverpool. It's going to be tough for whoever comes in for Everton. Um, the assist for the West Ham goals, um, only one of them has been put down here. And that was Antonio with the assist. Um, and then as for ratings, you had the full West Ham defence and keeper. And one thing I put down is that I thought that in the highlights that Palmieri looked like he had a pretty good game. But like I said, I wouldn't really be targeting uh, West Ham players at this point. From this point in the video, it's probably good to remind you that you can skip with the timestamps below to my team updates. Um, these teams have a bit less ownership, but I'm going to cover them anyway. Um, so we'll start with Southampton versus Aston Villa. And the star man was Jacob Ramsey with eight points. The goal was scored by Ollie Watkins and the assist was from Douglas Louise. Ratings went to Martinez, Young, Louise, Ramsey, Lianco and Salisu. Um, James Ward-Prowse is someone that a few, uh, quite a lot of people have chosen because they've got quite a lot of fixtures with those League Cup games, Southampton. Um, he did score in this game, but it was ruled out. Um, and it was a really tight one. I think you'd be quite disappointed if you had James Ward-Prowse in your team. But he is playing tonight, so hopefully you can get some returns from him in this game. Um, unless you've got Newcastle defenders, because oh, you won't want that. Um, but on to the next game. So Bournemouth versus Nottingham Forest. Uh, this finished 1-1. Um, Morgan Gibbs-White actually got the star man in this game and eight points. That's back-to-back -back star mans for Gibbs-White. Um, he's got 5.2 average from his last five games, so really quite impressive, and he's chipping in with those attacking returns. The goals are from Anthony and Surridge, and the assists come from Johnson, who's got six goals and two assists in total, and he got two goals in the last game as well, so he's been doing pretty well. And Forrest face United midweek in the EFL Cup. So that's going to be a bit of a challenging one, but they are one of these teams that have got quite a few games coming up with the League Cup action. Then on to Leeds versus Brentford. You had David Rea got the star man in this game. He made a ton of saves in this one. So five saves in the game, um, finished on an eight rating, 13 points. And the ratings went to Ailing and Robin Cock, Rea, Ben Mee, Pinnock, Rasmussen and Norgard. And it was a rare blank for Ivan Tony. Uh, Brentford didn't even have one shot on target in this game. 
And here we are to my team update. So how I normally do this is I have my vlog team and then I show you how my best team is getting on. The same as last week though, um, my vlog team is actually currently my best team. Um, so I'll show you my vlog team and then my second best team in this part. Um, so my vlog team has got 97 points so far this week. And we still do have the League Cup games to go. Um, but 97 points, I think that's a really great return so far. Um, we'll start at the back with David De Gea. So he got a minus two, obviously conceded three goals against Arsenal um, and a terrible bit of play acting there. Um, won't be getting any points for that when Eddie Nketiah gave him a little barge and he just went down to try and waste a bit of time. I didn't like to see that, but yeah, it is what it is. So minus two points for him. Uh, Kieran Trippier, though, 12 points. Star man, he's been absolutely brilliant and he's playing tonight as well. And Fabian Scher obviously got points in that clean sheet against Crystal Palace, so eight points. And then I've got Rico Lewis at the back with him. Um, got the five points for the clean sheet, but went off at half time. So a little bit worried about his game time. But again, he's I think he's got 12 points since the restart. So it's not great, but for his price, it's, it's okay. Um, Bruno Fernandes in midfield, he got me two points. Matoma, absolutely brilliant. So 13 points from him and the star man. He's been one of my favorite picks um, since the restart. Kevin De Bruyne, just the five points. Mares with five points as well. Had that disallowed goal, which was unlucky. But Mares and David um, and Kevin De Bruyne both got assists. Rashford up front scored eight points. Harry Kane got the goal and star man, and obviously Holland got his hat trick, uh, twenty eight points. Um, so yeah, just to recap, really, you had Trippier, Holland, Matoma, and Kane all getting star man awards for me. Um, and then the strikers all grabbed the goal. So Rashford, Kane and Haaland with his three. So, yeah, pretty, pretty perfect week, to be honest, apart from David De Gea in the goal. But he's got an extra fixture so for, um, this week. So hopefully he does play in that League Cup game against Forest. We'll have to wait and see. So that 97 points um, takes my total to 1,323. And my overall rank is now at 3.2k. Um, it was at 5.3k before the weekend so I'm getting nearer and nearer to my target of 1k that I wanted to get under um, and I've actually got four transfers remaining in this team um, but again I'm still not sure how I want to use them um, it doesn't normally work out like this um, I usually do use them quite quickly but since the restart I've been doing fairly well for points so I haven't really wanted to change things up too much for the sake of it the one that stands out to me is probably Rico Lewis. Um, I don't want to just stick with him just because um, he seemed like a good budget pick and he was a little bit of an exciting pick. But I don't want to stick with him if he's not scoring that many points. Just the 12 since the restart. Um, it'll get a rise, but I had a look on um, FF Stuff, the website, which is quite good for predicted um, price changes. And they predict that it's going to go up 0.1. So it's not a massive increase. Um, all this team should play at the weekend with the FA Cup fixtures apart from Newcastle, but they do have the League Cup game um, tonight and um, the other side of the weekend as well. So, yeah, I think the team's still set up pretty well. If I do want to get Lewis out, um, maybe I'll look at potentially um, Wambasaka maybe just because they've got a ton of fixtures at the minute Manchester United but I'm not overly confident with that move he has been getting the seven ratings I think one has got uh three seven ratings in a row so he could be a good option but Dallow could still come back and sort of dislodge him from that place I haven't heard any news that Dallow's actually going to come back yet 
Um, and I don't think he's going to be in the squad this week, I heard. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But if I take out Lewis, I think I had something like 3. Um, 3.7 million. No, sorry, I've just had a look at 3.5 million. So if I take Rico Lewis out, I've got 3.5 million to get a replacement in. Um, so that rules me out of getting... Uh, Luke Shaw, for example, I had a look, it rules me out of getting um, also Martinez as well at centre-back. So really, um, Wan-Bissaka is probably the only Man United defender that I could look to get in. And I would like to target them because of the extra fixtures. So it might be a case of just get Wan-Bissaka in and then deal with the problem if Dallow does come back. On to my second best team. Um, so this one got me 71 points this weekend. And it's fairly similar. Over the last few weeks, I've started to change a few bits to make it a bit different to the last team because I didn't want to have two teams that were pretty much identical but we've got the Garing goal um Rico Lewis again Trippier and Cher so the defense is very very similar um De Bruyne Mares and Fernandez in midfield so again the same but in this team I've got Almiron in the midfield um as a little bit of a differential from the last team but he got me no points hopefully he can get something against Southampton tonight um, and then up front, I've got Haaland, Rashford, the same as the last team. But I've got Salah up front, who's been terrible, to be honest, the last few weeks. So three blanks in a row for Salah. And now I'm a little bit unsure what to do. I've only got two transfers left in this team. The obvious thing to do would be to bring in Harry Kane for Salah. But I kind of want to keep them separate as well at the same time. So, yeah, I'll have to try and make a decision whether I want to focus on getting the higher points and the higher rank. Or keeping it different and hoping that Salah delivers in one of the upcoming games. I have a similar problem, obviously, with Rico Lewis. Um, I probably am going to want to move him on. And then in the midfield, I'll keep an eye on Almiron. But the only thing I would say, again, against again, with Almiron is that although he's been dipping in form a little bit recently, they've got Southampton tonight, Southampton again, West Ham and Bournemouth next. After that, it gets a little bit more difficult. But those, what, four games, they do look pretty good on paper. So I think I'll stick with him for the time being. Um, but Salah's the other big problem. Um, Arsenal's run looks quite good in the near future, um, February and March. So the only thing I'm thinking I could do instead of moving Salah to Kane, I could potentially look to just get Salah out and then maybe spread the funds elsewhere and bring in a few um, Arsenal players with the money, potentially Saka maybe, or some defenders in Gabriel or Saliba. Um, even Zinchenko looks pretty good at the minute. So, yeah, that could be my plans for this team. I'm a little bit more stuck with this team than I am the other team. I think my vlog team is set up quite nicely. But this team, the Salah problems really sort of doing my head in. So, yeah, I'll have to try and figure something out with this one. That is everything for this episode. So thank you very much for watching. Please do subscribe to the channel if you don't already. And I'll be back before the weekend to do a preview of Game Week 20, which will be the FA Cup fixtures and the second leg of the EFL Cup. One last thing to add as well, uh, I'm going to leave a little link on this left-hand side to the latest Dream Team Tonic podcast. If you do love your Sun Dream Team content, I'll check that one out because it's been a brilliant episode this week. Uh, and that is everything. So I will see you on the next one. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.